Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and Sam's back in with me this week. Hey, hey. Before we get started, as always, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors because we are a sponsored podcast now. What? Uh, Eclipse Holsters. <laughs> if you guys are looking for a new holster, uh, replacement holster, maybe just looking for something a little more comfortable, check out EclipseHolsters.com. They do a great job. Uh, both of us wore ours on the, it was like, what, four-hour trip uh, to Atlanta mm-hmm. two weekends yeah. ago, a week and a half ago, whatever. No problems. Uh, they got all your molds covered. They do lights, uh, without lights, you know, yep. uh, your SIG, you know, my Glock, whatever. Optics cut. All um, that stuff. And th- that's a standard for suppressor them, Suppressor height. The opti- uh, yeah, that comes irons cut. totally yeah. standard. Yep. And some people are going to say, oh, it's no big deal. But um, there's definitely companies out there that don't do that. That's like an right. extra feature for like yep. $5 upcharge. Uh, and something else they do that a lot of places don't right now is guarantee in three business days or less, your order is going to be shipped. Uh, so you may not get, you're not going to get it in three days, but it's going to be out on the truck in three days, which is huge because lead times right now with materials uh, being what it is, it's yeah, pretty, pretty nasty in, out pretty there. Insane. You know, if you guys go check out some other holster companies, it's not as good. So uh, eclipseholsters.com and use our discount code prepared15. That's prepared15. Save yourself 15% off, get yourself some gear, get all uh, get yourself all situated. And a big shout out to our newest sponsor, uh, mymedic.com. If you guys need anything from your, you know, uh, anything from a band-aid kit to uh, you know, Sam and I are both rocking the new uh, the the MyFac Advanced kits that have you covered from chest seals all the way down to uh, I mean, honestly, it's like sunscreen. Like they All the way down to grim, gremlin attacks. Man. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> they, they got you. It's everything. Uh, and their site, I mean, you got, like I said, that basic ouch pouch for like, I think it's like three bucks or five bucks or something. Mm-hmm. All the way on up to the big kits that, you know, if you're a paramedic or an EMT and you're looking for just something you can, you can buy pre-built, pre, you know, designed to go. Uh, and these things really are. They're staged great. You open it up. They've got the stuff that you're going to use the most frequently at the top on uh, down to the heavy stuff at the bottom. Um, everything's kind of separated out and, and really accessible. Um, comes in a nice Molly-compatible bag, so you can mount it. I'm going to be mounting mine at least to the back of uh, the seat in my car. Um, my wife's going to, you know, she bought one. She's going to be doing the same with hers. Uh, great, great company. Great story. If you guys head over to MyMedic.com, you can use our code MINDSET20. Save yourself 20% off on your purchase through MyMedic. So, jumping into things. Uh, Ryan was on last week. You know, we kind of we kind of went over what we what we did uh, for the weekend. But now that uh, I got you with me, I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to go through a little bit more in depth on like the scouting side of things, and because we talked about this trip for a couple weeks yes. right, leading up to it, um, we're possibly going to be teaching you know, a class here, uh, in another couple months, I hope. Yep. That's, that's you know, what it sounds like. It was a, it was a fun weekend. Um, for sure. So, I mean, I guess it, what, what stuck out the most to you, I mean, other than the fact that we walked like a metric fuck ton? <laughs> well, I mean, just going over the, the, um, the whole process when it comes to land navigation, it starts way before you even get in the woods. So, you know, yeah, there so was, there was quite a bit of prep work. That yeah. I didn't really yeah. So, realize. so as you saw, like, you know, when we rolled up together to, to head out, mm-hmm. like I had, I had maps on maps, man. Yeah. You know, I had big, I had very big maps that are used for like the overall game plan. I had right. smaller maps, um, that, you know, we were going to wear in our kit 
and walk with and that's what you're gonna you know pull out Which and check really awesome when i didn't actually have mine for the morning uh morning <laughs> hike like hey man you want to lead us I'm like mm, uh, i would love to but unfortunately i can't yeah I mean, it is what it is man <laughs> like um, man back in the day you had a bear crawl back to barracks and like, <laughs> oh god i'm not doing that yeah i mean just real, real quick story like the you know when i first became attack p um i got to my unit you know they they, they put you, th- you yeah they, they put you through the ringer uh during one of my you know new guy land navs i had lost my map and that that's just as bad as you know i mean pretty much that's the worst thing you could possibly do right <laughs> so, well, with your because as attack p your your role is close air support yep right yep. so being not, able to track friendlies you mm-hmm. know track enemies track aircraft like knowing the entire ground picture and being able to tell the the ground commander you know hey sir on, like this yeah. was going on so yeah so during one of the um you know the, the uh practices or whatever you know, i lost a map and my punishment for that was the uh the the ncoic at the time he called me over he asked for my rifle i gave it to him he read off the serial number it was like four six zero two five one or whatever and he said okay that's how many push-ups you owe and and no no shit for an entire month straight the only thing thing i did by from the time i got to work until the time i left was push-ups for an entire month and I know it sounds crazy, but like that that really did happen from a medical and, standpoint. Yeah, it doesn't even sound healthy. Yeah, and ever, but but I learned my lesson, and ever since then, I never lost a single piece of gear for the rest of my you know military career. Yeah, you so. tie that shit down. Fuck yeah, dude! You Wires, dummy cord that shit. Duct tape, yeah, so whatever you got. Yeah, so pretty much like you know, you start to learn the value of dummy cording, which is mm. any piece of gear that goes with you. You fucking tie that shit off to your kit well and even you see like uh because cloning is so big right people cloning military rifles and stuff which right i don't understand why anybody wants to take a 30 year old piece of kit and pay eight times msrp for it just to copy a rifle but um you see people will you either see you see pictures of when it was used in combat or even people that are like really clone committed will like use wire and like they'll they'll like dummy cord their optic yep. to their rifle or receiver yep. or their, their yeah. handguard. And well, stuff. that's what, that's what we used to do. Um, whether it's, I mean, usually we would just use like fucking five fifty cord guts or whatever. Um, or, but, but yeah, tying dummy cording as we would call it. Like that mm-hmm. was, that was pretty common. Um, so, so yeah. So when it comes to land nav, uh, having a successful land nav starts way before you even get in the woods you know, making sure you have, well, one, have your equipment. Do you have yeah. a, a, a good, um, do you have a good compass? I right? did not. I did not. You took <laughs> yeah. a look at that thing and I think you laughed at me too. You're like, <laughs> so wait, this bezel just like free spins. I'm like, well, yeah, I think so. Does it do well, I mean, okay. I mean, but does it do it when it's closed? I'm like, the lid doesn't even cover the whole bezel. Yeah. It's, it's pretty quick. Like I thought I had gotten like a good deal or something because it was like, 10 bucks well, it was, it was 10 bucks it didn't cost you much yeah but. well i mean lesson learned though because i You're was right. a, i was pretty embarrassed when i got out there i was like the and, and like and the, the number scale on it right was mm-hmm. not uh the same as what was on yours and uh 
it just yeah you could just it's just i mean it didn't feel cheap but i think right. that was mostly because it was metal and it was heavy and people assume that weight means value yeah yeah and this was not the <laughs> totally case. not fucking true right. i felt like such a fucking clown i'm like all right wait right. like, so you, you want to lead this you one learned, like, right no, man yeah. you i'll i'll uh, <laughs> yeah. i'll pull up the rear don't worry about it yeah. i'm good back here yeah, you know it's that's that's okay you know it was a good experience for you um so yeah, so having a, a good compass, having a protractor that is appropriate to the type of map you're using. Dude, that was a huge, uh, like, a huge I didn't, deal, yeah, man. And, and well, I mean, the nice part is you basically just have to buy one because most of them have, um, and this is the same with any, if, if anybody you guys like listening have ever taken a drafting course or studying any type of like architecture, stuff that's um, purpose built like that, it has mm-hmm. multiple scales on it, right? So like we used a one at 24,000. Mm-hmm. But there were yep. other scales on there, so you just have to turn it and you know use a different side and mm-hmm. stuff. But understanding how that works was was huge, and we we mm-hmm. were together for what like four hours or something. Uh, we left on Friday, so like Tuesday night, we yeah, got together yeah, we to go went over the over map it, reading yeah. and stuff. And like, there's a, a fair bit to just using that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get it, it's not bad, but. It's definitely not one of the, like, it, you have to have it. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it's not a super difficult thing to understand, mm-hmm. but once you understand it, you realize how, how crucial Well, and this is one of those is. things that kind of pisses me off now, because it's like you watch, like, TV, you watch movies, and these guys just look at this map and go, yeah, uh, due east. And it's like, that is not fucking accurate <laughs> at all. Like, I- there is no fucking way <laughs> that guy just pulls that out and looks at it and looks up at the sun and, like, yeah, we're right. Like, <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, there, there are a few guys who can do that. Like, if you've been doing this a long goddamn time, oh, really? you know, if you're if you're a seasoned expert, um, you know, you can just kind of pull out your map, and then if there's very easily identifiable land features around you, sure. Um, but there's also those times where overconfidence can be the the death of the the navigator such as you you arrive at a road and uh and you just assume oh this is the right road i'm at when in fact like okay the road you arrive to is a southeast um a southeast to northwest running road when in fact the road is supposed to be running east to west yeah and you and you know someone's confidence gets the best of them and they don't take out their compass check it shoot the azimuth of the road check it against their map and get a better uh you know better estimate of where they they really are and when we say shooting the azimuth like in layman's terms that's just it's like setting your protractor in line with the grid on the map and it's like essentially measuring your angle from a to b yeah yeah so the easiest way i can explain it is there are 360 degrees in a circle yeah right so north is zero east is is 90 south is 180 west is 270 mm-hmm. you know so like so that that circle there any any number from zero to 360 is going to be like a heading it's going to be an azimuth like where the fuck you're going yeah that yeah that's it that's yeah. what I mean by that. So, yeah, and, and it is funny because you know, we uh, <laughs> we walked around that swamp uh, in the the like afternoon. Uh, I keep on saying block, right? But, yeah, you know, in the afternoon we were walking between rye fields and we were charting, uh, you know, the coordinates for this land course and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, even Ryan, he's like, "Well, I've been through this swamp and I've been you know in and out and lost in the swamp before." And when we walked around the edge of it, even he was like, "No, I felt like we were totally turned around in there." Like, well, right. it's because if you look at the map, 
it, that swamp actually does extend quite a bit longer than what it looks like. Mm-hmm. We then that's why we went so far, you know, out of our way to get over to that second rye field. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> well, because he has uh, dogs with them too. That would not have been a good time no, going through no, that. Man, it'd be tough. Um, another thing that we went over, like before we even got in the woods, bef- uh, before we even printed out the map, is when you know when we went online. And, and you go searching for different topographical maps, mm-hmm. looking at the date the map was generated. Because if you have an old-ass map from 1970, and it says the swamp goes from point A to point B, and you print that map out, well, when you finally get to the real world and you're out in the woods... It's changed. Dude, it may have changed in that time. Well, so finding yeah, I mean, updated maps levels is really have, important. have risen, lowered. I mean, um, we saw there was clear cutting up there, which yep. impacts all that stuff. That was not on the old maps. No. well, and, and <laughs> it, nice, it, was, it was on the new one, like the, the rye fields and, mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. Well, the, it was cool because uh, at Ryan's uh, parents' cabin where we were staying, uh, they actually had uh, an older map uh, mm-hmm. of, of the entire ranch. And you could see, like, oh, the, the rifle range isn't there anymore. They moved the rifle range. Yeah. But when they moved that, it was, like, 15 years ago or something. Like, yep. you know, so, yeah, it really does. And that was something I would never have thought of. I would never have thought to look at the date and been, like, making sure that's within the last couple of years or something. Um, right. Because I think whoever, whatever uh, agency that, that does it, it's, what do they remap it every couple of years or something? But... Um, yeah, look, and it's actually like it's like every like twenty years or something. And it's honestly, it's harder to just go online. Like, because when we got back, I was like, oh, I'm gonna find these maps and like get some like very specific ones. Right. I mean, or you can't just go online and like, I mean, you can use Google Earth to zoom in, but like, right. that's not gonna give you your your grid uh, right. easily, anyways. And a lot of these other sites, and I was, I'm even willing to pay money for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But like being able to zoom in to the specific skill you want with mm-hmm. the specific grid that you want over a very specific area, the way that that we're trying to do this is actually extremely difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you you really have to know what you what you like what you're looking for, what you really want in a map. Yeah. Uh, now you know I've been I've been doing this for for a while. Um, Lots of practice. Yeah, I've I've had lots (laughs) of practice. So, like, so when it comes to even just like making a map, you know, I I know what I'm doing, but if you don't have, you know, X plus years of experience of doing this, like like when you first when we got back and you're like, well, fuck it, dude, I can make a map. Like you start to realize, like, okay, this is a little bit. It's not impossible, obviously, but it's like it's a little bit more complicated than one would think. You know, yeah, you can't just hit print. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, you gotta like take your fucking protractor, put it on the, the screen com- of your well, computer, even make sure once you man- figure yeah. that out. Um, you have to like go into your print settings and you have to yep. adjust it to actual script, like actual size or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, and it's and I deal with this with other programs just because of what I do for work, but like programs try to be helpful. That's you know by their programming, their design, mm-hmm. right? Like with Microsoft Excel, it drops off the damn leading zero on stuff all the time, and it's like okay. I need that there. You know yeah. what I mean? So then there's a workaround to get that uh, that logic removed, right? So with like PDF viewer or whatever, which is what most image viewers are today, mm-hmm. right? You know, because uh, like, was it Cisco uh, Flash doesn't really do it anymore, you know? So right. um, that there's definitely a curve to that. And if you don't realize that you're jacking with that scale and you just print it out and you go get lost in the woods, um, it's going to be a pretty bad time. I mean, yeah. could you eventually find your way out? I mean, you could. Oh, you, you definitely could. I mean, but... if, 
you're not going to like right. it. <laughs> right. And then the moment you hold your protractor up to your map, you're going to realize, oh, shit, this, yep. uh, that doesn't work. You know, cause it, because the printing set uh, settings were, they weren't accurate. And then, you know, now you're a little bit off. Well, being a little bit off. Over distance. Over distance. <laughs> okay. Now you're like fucking half a click off. And when yeah. I say click, I mean kilometer. And that's going to be, that in itself is a huge problem. Right. I mean, just depending, you know, how, how far you're off where that puts you, I mean, what time of day, right? Because if it's nightfall, then you're kind of, mm-hmm. you're really SOL. Yeah, dude, yeah, if it's nighttime, now you're like, you're even more worried because yeah. it, it's dark and scary and well, you it's hear funny a bunch of noises. How many people, and so it, like, we all, I mean, I think that I default kind of look at things through a certain lens. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at people, it's about hiking, right? Hiking, regular camping, whatever, mm-hmm. geocaching, if that's your jam, whatever. Right. Um this is super applicable to all that stuff. Oh yeah, you know? and um, and actually, I'm I I was really fascinated by all this. I, I'm actually studying right now. I started studying when we got back to uh, take my ham radio license because I want to actually be able to run comms yeah, dude. while we're out there. And you're like you're like yeah man, it's so cool. it's not cool. Let me just tell you like hey, comms I are sweet dude. I used to be good at this in high school. Okay, like I'm telling you, <laughs> I used to be good at all of this in high school, physical science and physics and all this stuff. Like right. I used to be good at this. I took a practice exam and I am not good at this anymore. All right. Oh no. <laughs> like real world career knowledge has replaced that stuff in my brain. Yeah. Like prefixes, like, you know, uh, kilohertz and right. megahertz and what in gigahertz. Like, okay. It takes a minute to jump back to it, but yeah. And then like an- antenna design, antenna length, yeah. what kind of frequency, mm-hmm. you know, what, what frequency and so, what, uh, what band works better with the terrain and you're that in. That honestly is the, the whole point for me even getting this ham radio license is because I want to be able to run on certain bands and frequencies. Yeah. What a lot of people don't realize, um, is you can't, you, I mean, you can go pick up some like walkie talkie radio handhelds mm-hmm. from Walmart for, 30 to i mean honestly you can spend as much as 120 bucks at to right. get like some decent ones i mean they're, they're not going to push that much wattage though that's the thing well right you know and they'll say oh good for five miles and you're like oh cool man i'm yeah, not gonna be five miles is. apart yeah. and it's actually um and once you start like reading into some of this stuff understanding how it works your terrain comes into play mm-hmm. your uh foliage your, your canopy mm-hmm. comes into play yeah even the atmosphere right mm-hmm. so if you have i mean you can night, bounce radio yeah. waves off of like a shooting star mm-hmm. you know that stuff all starts to to come into play so that five miles that it could could yeah. reach is not necessarily the performance you're going to see plus you're extremely limited to your bands and stuff so you're going to have to share you know the air with mm-hmm. with you know a bunch of other people you can look like that's family radio service right you could look into um gmrs which a lot of people off-roading use but again uh that you just buy a license for that i'm pretty sure i don't think that requires a test it's a good for like 10 years but you still mm-hmm. have to buy the license for right. actually it's, like, it's way more money like yeah. for me to take my test for this technician's license it's gonna be 15 bucks and that's mostly just for mm. the cover the cost of administering it nice uh the gmrs one is 75 dollars mm. so it's what is that i don't know like five times the, the yeah, yeah five times the price but that'll be pretty badass though <laughs> like if, if someone could um run like a fucking 20 or 50 watt radio out of their vehicle and then yeah. you could have people in the woods See, that's a tough spot you can't like ryan has a cb in his truck yeah I, on my band and frequencies and stuff with my radio, I cannot go on CB frequencies. So, right. You, start, you really, you got to get into like the nitty gritty of how like the legal side of it works. And then also, uh, yeah. you know, just understand how the communi- the communication side works in itself. But 
uh, that'll be sick. Like if we can do that when we're up there, um, or even just for, you know, weather updates and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Cause it's, you don't have to have a license to, uh, receive, right. You just have to have a license the in transmit. order to transmit. Yeah. Um, but I mean like the Beofang stuff is actually pretty cheap. I mean, I think I got my larger battery, my radio and my antenna for like 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a charger. It comes with a little earpiece and push to talk. I mean, it's probably crappy, but it comes mm-hmm. with it, so you feel good. Next sponsor idea. Yeah. <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> doubtful. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, like, when we get out there doing it, it's 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 really different. And I was listening to an episode of the, the Fieldcraft podcast, I think, uh, probably when I was at the gym. So probably even, like, the day we were getting ready to leave. And listening to them actually talk about land navigation and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and one of the guys had a story about, uh, what do they call them? Like power marathon runners or something. There's a They run like 13 miles at a time and they don't yeah. stop for water and they yep. carry very limited everything on them. Or I forget what the term is, but... They talk about like, like running in the woods. Yeah. It's called orienteering. Uh, so they had a when different you, you land stupid name for it oh, okay they, they, it was like a, one of those like hype things like oh. um like what you would call working out people are like i crossfit bro oh you know like, I mean? like trail runners or whatever. yeah and it was yeah. like super runners or something i'm yeah. like yeah but uh basically these guys got lost and came across these you know dudes that knew what was up and were like okay well where's your map i can show you where you're at oh, well, so, I don't they, have a map. oh so they didn't even have a map no and they didn't have any water or anything and they were like way off the I think trail fucking retards is the proper term well, dude that's stupid. so i guess the one girl the guy was like yeah you know the one girl kind of just looked at us like hey you guys know what you're what you're fucking doing like can i can i just stay with you and like yeah, yeah well we're getting ready to pack up and head back to the parking area anyways so like right you know, you can hang with us and we'll walk you back to your vehicle. No big deal. And I was like, wow, that's ironic that, you know, A, that I would find this episode, but B, that that's the kind of situation. I'm like. They lucked out. Yeah. And, but oh that's like, God. realistically, that's the kind of stupid shit that happens. Like, yeah. I mean, how big is a map? Really? You can fold them up, even the laminated ones, even shove it in a page protector, right? And fold that shit up and mm-hmm. shove it in your pocket. Yeah. Draw your, your route on it, put it in the protector so it doesn't, you know, rub off or, or whatever, if that's your thing. Uh, but know what you're doing. That's like, hey, we're gonna go on vacation. Where are we going? I mean, I have no fucking clue. Ah, but we'll know when we get there. Yeah, like, right. some people do that, and I don't really. That's not my thing. I I like to have some kind of certainty with mm-hmm. everything I do in life. That's just how I am. But uh, I I think that a lot of people head off into the woods and don't really know. Yeah, uh, stupid man. And it's like, well, that's stupid. I mean, it could be. I mean, if you're if you're on like an actual trail and you just stay if, on the if trail, if you're on a trail and like yeah, fine. you've been there a bunch, you know where you're going. Yeah, you know, I get it. Just like how how Ryan was, you know, when, when once we, we got were, to a road, yeah, once we got to a road, like dude, he, he, he knew, knew exactly, where, he knew exactly where, we where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, when I was talking with him, one of the things he pointed out was because of that, there's certain areas that people like, even just like a hunting perspective, right? People in, in that area, they overhunt the same couple areas because yeah. it's like, well, I know just this. drives the same route and yeah. then they'll just hop out of their truck, go in the woods a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And because it, it's convenient and then right. you don't really have to push your expectations or anything. And I get that, you know, that, that level of comfort you, you kind of want more confidence, Yeah, but you know, uh, I mean, and I, it'd be, it'll be cool. Hopefully when deer season rolls around, he's able to explore some of that I mean, we, we walked a shitload. Yeah. Um, so maybe some of that area around that swamp will be 
you know, good for him to, to grab a deer this year. I know. Yeah, dude, that'd be cool. Once we made it through, we were like, mm, we're going to take the road back. You know, right. Like. Yeah. I mean, we, well, we had already crossed, um, you know, the, the main wooded area, like the, the entire been the way. Yeah. Part. yeah. We went through the, the, the hardest part. So, and then, um, from, like, do we want to do that again? Like, eh. yeah, like, like from, from our point, it was already like, the azimuth was pretty much in line with oh, the road you know anyway. Well, and we had to go so, to uh, the other two rye fields, so it made yeah. more sense for us to stick to the road anyway. Yeah, because they were they were in line mm-hmm. with the road regardless. Yeah. So we could have gone back into the woods, but it's yeah, kinda, and kind of no point. I mean, it was kind of nice. Like I know we both ran chest rigs. I think Ryan had his backpack. Yeah, uh, the chest rig was really convenient. In my mind, it, I mean, you can use a backpack if that's what you're more comfortable with. Me yep. personally, I kind of forgot that that rig was there, and it was really nice. I mean, I had like, I don't want to brag or anything, but like five protein bars that I fit in one yeah, double AR no mag pouch. Deal. Yeah, <laughs> um, I did not eat all five. I would definitely would have been backed up for like two weeks, but uh, it was just nice. You can throw all your stuff in there. I carried like a tourniquet and a knife and then like you know some we did get some odd looks when we came out to one of the clear cutting areas and somebody who was driving down on the road stopped to ask what was going on oh (laughs) yeah man just some Uh, old guy just seeing what was up like yeah i don't know if he was like checking in or what like nope no guns here buddy like (laughs) just chill out bro well he's probably not used to like dudes kitted up with chest rigs popping out of the woods so which i mean honestly I i feel like some people could probably benefit from that when they're hunting like yeah yeah instead of like you know fucking around with a backpack just dude dude, get a chest rig it's right really convenient convenient you know notice how i was constantly pulling my map out pulling Mm -hmm. my protractor out i never had to stop walking once well and you could just dummy cord your uh, compass to it and you don't have to worry about dropping it or it falling out yeah your workspace is right in front of you well especially with some of that stuff we're you know climbing through Mm -hmm. branches whatever everywhere they get stuff gets snagged, you know, yep. like how fun would that be to, to make it, you know, a kilometer two, you know, two clicks, whatever. And realize when you go to check your map again, like shit, I lost my compass somewhere mm-hmm. in all of that. And then you, so do I go back for it? Do I say the hell with it? And I'm out what, 30 to $60, depending yeah, on what kind of yeah. compass you have. Right. I mean, um, either way, it's not a fun scenario. Yeah. Should that happen? No, exactly. And yeah, I, I, that's like, honestly, I was like checking my pockets the whole like time, every couple of steps. I'm like, right. And I do that like it, it normally just cause I'm, I'll say I, I'm, par- I'm paranoid about someone stealing my wallet. I was at Costco today during lunch going to pick up some stuff for the house and some mm. guy just like old dude, just being an old dude right. got way too close to me around in a corner <laughs> in the store. Cause God forbid you observe six feet during a pandemic or whatever. Um, and it's just, when people do that, it, it bothers me. So I'm immediately like, okay, is my wallet still here? Yeah. And I've never had it stolen yet, but <laughs> right. I still feel like, okay, why are you that close to me? Like, I'm not a good looking dude and there's, yeah, there's no reason. <laughs> pulling a Joe Biden on you, man. Oh just, God, just, he's smelling just my hair. smelling you, yeah. Well, there ain't much of it left, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a real interesting experience. And honestly, the only thing I would like to do while we, if when we go back would be, just see what it's like carrying a rifle through all that mm-hmm. mail it more kit maybe rucking um actually rucking would have sucked we did a lot of walking that day that would have, i don't Dude, know if that, i'm physically ready you, for that man but. you you want some uh some good exercise get a get a sandbag you know weigh that put, fill it up whether mm-hmm. it's 25 35 45 pounds worth of sand whatever put it in your ruck and then do a land nav 
No, like, that's some fucking <laughs> exercise right there, man. That yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there was points when we were starting to we'd walked uh, through the woods when we left the first rye field. We'd gotten to like the edge of the swamp, mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out: okay, do we want to go through it? Do we want to cut through just the edge of it? Do right, we all the right. Way and uh, that's when you uh, what was it? We were two thirds of the way up the hill. Yeah. What is that called? Military track or something? The uh, military crest. Yeah, that's I. That's when I learned that term right. for the first time. Once you explained it, it makes a ton of sense. But mm-hmm. just doing that, going up the incline, and that was actually a pretty decent sized hill too. Yeah. But yeah. climbing up that, staying there, and just because of how you have to walk while you're on that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two thirds of the way up, and by the time we actually crested over that hill and got to flat ground again, I was like. Dude, my calves were, were, right. were pretty smoking. I'm like, start feeling those legs. Man. Yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, thank God for flat land. <laughs> you know, it's it's deceptive. People are like, well, I can walk. You know, because uh, to well, yeah, right before the pandemic really hit, it was like September uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex and I went to Vegas on vacation, right? Right. And it was really funny because our first day, um, we got there probably around like one in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and by ten o'clock at night, we had walked like 13 miles, and I was like, right. I didn't even feel it. You know. Um, yeah yeah and I mean, it's, it's flat ground it's yeah you know. well i mean the drinking probably helped a little and, bit and, but and you're drunk most of the time so right you're not keeping track so of like that. when we were looking at this and and talking you know thinking about how much distance we were going to cover i'm like yeah this probably won't be that bad right and so you realize that it's not flat ground like you really realize that it's not flat ground there's sticks and logs yeah, and, and shit and, and everywhere you know, you're, you're lifting your knees high mm-hmm. because you're always stepping over shit yeah and those and boots weigh more than the fucking flip-flop does so. right yeah, yeah yeah depending on on what footwear you've chosen for the day yeah yeah so like what did when you guys would, were doing it when you were uh doing like practice runs and stuff i don't know what you really call it but uh just going to the field yeah what, what is called it so what were you typically carrying with you for gear Right. I'm yeah. Gonna... So, so uh, if we're in the woods for for a long duration of time, and uh, and like the overall objective was mainly going to stay in the woods, mm-hmm. meaning you know we're not in an urban environment, we're not parking outside of like a complex about to do a hit or some shit. You know, you're you're pretty much like out in out in the woods. Uh, I would usually just have a uh, an LBV, so a load bearing vest. Um, chest rig, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, not armor plated. It's just essentially wearing pouches on suspenders. Like that's, yeah. So I would usually wear that. Um, you know, you'd have, have your radios, like, like different gear you'd need for your mission. So whether if it's like, it's a radio and then, okay, you usually we would always bring nighttime equipment in the event you're you're out there overnight, overnight. So, so like you do all like nods yeah and stuff? so okay. so we'd bring nods and then um uh we'd bring what's called an islid so uh, it's uh, think of like a big fucking laser pointer but it's uh, infrared <laughs> yeah yeah uh and so yeah and then just like other gear we would use for like tack p shit um uh, and then we'd have our our rifle with us the um you know no, you, did you guys get like the colt m4 so a 14 and a half or four, 14 and a half yep colt m4 um i almost never carried my m9 things a <laughs> fucking piece of shit i know some people are like oh dude the m9 is the greatest handgun ever that's like, cool bro that's cool i don't like it so <laughs> no, I, actually, I never carried it i've actually heard a lot of people that serve that know that it's usually the guys that end up knowing something about firearms after military yeah. life that are like no dude i mean i would own one for nostalgia yeah, just exactly, to look at but exactly. i would never carry that fucking yeah. thing like the only guys i know now that 
that that actually run an M9 are dudes that have like like a Wilson like it's been redone you know like a right. Wilson combat right where it's like right. oh yeah it's, they fix the trigger it's been milled out for an optic yep, or it's buttery whatever. smooth you can run yeah. a light on it like yeah yeah nobody otherwise I. I honestly don't know. The only reason I really want one is because of lethal weapon. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so pretty much like the, the goal though is to, is to be light, you know? So, so have the gear that you, that you know you will need, but, but stay as light as you can. Mm-hmm. Reason being is there is a high likelihood you're going to be carrying or sorry, you're going to be um moving many miles. Yeah. Right. Over all kinds of, you know, shit terrain and you're, you're going through the, the brush and everything. Um, so, so being light is imperative. Also having enough water on you and having enough food on you. Yeah. And that's, and it, so it's funny. It makes me think of, uh, I read, uh, you know, Jocko Willink yeah. is, yeah. I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong, but, um, I've read like through uh lockdown, I read like four of his books on like mm-hmm. leadership and stuff. And one of the very specific lessons they talked about was, um, like defeating complacency and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he mentioned specifically, uh, when they were over in Iraq, uh, doing like, you know, building clearing type stuff and it gets mm-hmm. repetitive, right? You doing every day, multiple hits a day right. and stuff. And these guys were getting good at it. And, yeah. uh, it's hot as shit, right? Fucking desert. Um, mm-hmm. Guys were starting to like take less and less gear with them, right? Weight yep. savings. Um, and so it got to a point where they like, he started noticing guys were like not wearing uh, rear rear armor plates oh, not or not wearing plates. armor at all. Yeah. Um, some guys were taking water and like no extra ammo because they just never needed it mm-hmm. on certain, you know, for certain type of things. Right. And, um, so that's really something I think that is like worth looking into. Not, mm-hmm. you know, don't carry too much, but then almost, you know, like you got to carry enough. and carry too little. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'll be yeah. fine. I mean, we both, we went out, we were not in danger of dehydrating on that trip, but like, I know I carried water. You carried a camelback. Yeah, I carried, I carried a full camelback and, and you probably saw me every time we got back to the cabin, I refilled that shit. Yes. Yes, you know, with that disgusting well water. Hey, man. <laughs> Which is funny because when I was younger, dude, I used to love well water. That like <laughs> weird, like rusty pipe taste you got. Yeah. I used to love that. Like we go to band camp and stuff. I was like, mm, this is good. And yeah. now I had it. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. It's just funny because when I first went up there with Ryan and Jake, Ryan was like, yeah, I'm going to make the coffee. And he's like, using bottled water. Like, do right. we not have running water? He's like, well, it's well water. So you'll either, you know, get backed up or you're going to shit in your pants. So, yeah, I mean, whatever is fine with me. Uh, all, but another thing you probably also saw me do was the moment we got back to the cabin, uh, boots and socks come off. Oh, dude, that's that's yeah. something we learned the first time we were doing marching yep. band together. Uh, yeah, dude, after any length of time, like on your your feet yeah. doing hard work, because um, yep. for us, whether we were out hiking right on this trip mm-hmm. or yeah, ten years ago doing what we used to do, right, uh, seven hour rehearsal block, whatever, you're on your feet the entire time, nothing ever felt better than like airing the puppies out for like mm-hmm. five ten minutes and then fresh clean socks Dude, it makes all the difference man. especially if you've been walking in water or it's been mm-hmm. raining out um yeah because well we had like hiking shoes on or, hi- or you had boots and stuff yep. um but if you're just using tr- uh like um cross trainers right those are designed to be and even some boots now right are designed to be breathable keep your feet cool and comfortable mm-hmm. yep um for endurance which does make sense, except yep. that that means if it's breathable, it's going to let water in too. Um, and if your feet get wet, your socks trap that moisture. It's really bad for the mm-hmm. bottoms of your feet. Yes. And like the skin can end up folding over on itself and then tearing. And 
all kinds it's of nasty really shit. not really not good yeah. and dude if you hear your feet get jacked up like you're you're pretty fucking screwed yeah yeah for sure um especially because so, you can throw a bandage on it but that like that's not it's gonna probably stop the infection or whatever but it's not gonna fix it you're like oh throw a bandaid on you'll be fine it's not like mm-hmm. a paper cut you know what i mean right. like you gotta walk on that <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's another thing too to plan for is okay well what's the weather going to be like you know, mm-hmm. if you know it's going to be fucking snowing the entire time, dude, you need to plan. If it's going to be raining, but it's going to be like 37 degrees the whole time, okay, what's your plan? You know, okay, now in the morning time, let's say it's going to be 32. Which but for, the, us it was, for us it was. It was like 27 yeah. degrees when and we it, woke and up. And <laughs> in the afternoon, it's going to be like 60, which it was. Yep. So what I did is in the morning time, I had my Gore-Tex boots on. Because I figured, well, you know, we're probably going to be walking through something wet and it's fucking cold out and I don't <laughs> want cold fucking feet the whole time. Yep. So then in our like, after we finished what's called block one, which was like 0500 all the way to like noon. Yeah. Ish. You know, we well, get. We're we, ba- no, we were back at like 9, 930. Was it? Yeah, because oh, we okay. ate around 10. Okay. So so we get back. Um, and we had lunch before we went out for, you know, our block two. Mm-hmm. Um, I had changed my socks and I also wore my non Gore-Tex boots, which were breathable. Right. Right. Yeah. That's it. And it's so important, dude. Like you get one pair of feet in your whole life. You gotta them, fucking yeah. take care of them. And that's like, honestly, I'm looking at probably picking up a new pair of boots soon. Something mm-hmm. I got to do some more research. Uh, I was looking at those Rockies, the C4s that you yeah, sent me. Yeah. So uh, it was just a note about those. So, the, um, so Rocky makes him some good goddamn boots. Well, that's the thing. Um, so like, it's, it's kind of, it's like specialty footwear, right? Yeah. Just like if you were never into hiking or climbing, there's probably like really good brands for that. I know, yeah. I, like don't keep going back to the band thing, but there's right. really good brands for marching band shoes. Yeah, there's yeah, really, there you know what I mean? Like there's specific companies that if you're not, if you're not like in the know on some of this stuff, like. Yeah, you can go out and buy whatever pair of boots you find on the shelf at yeah. Walmart. And be yeah. like, yeah, that's a good looking boot. Like, well, for what? You know, it, yeah. it depends. Um, and you yeah, really it depends do, what you're using it for. You really do get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, do not go to Walmart and pick up the was it like Brahma or whatever, like the no, work, no, work yeah. boots that they yeah. sell. Like, go spend some. Like, it's, I'm probably looking at like 150 to 200 dollars. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, unless yeah, I find looking, something on sale. If you're looking for like some good solid boots that you know you're going to be taking them through the shit and you want them to last yeah, yeah man spend the money well and it's it like and it's not like you're using these all day every day like you're using them no. all day for like a weekend right. when you go out so they're gonna see unless you're one of these like marathon power hunters that goes out like i have a friend who's in ohio and i think today he's in missouri and then friday and this weekend he'll be back in ohio again hunting mm. uh turkey season so like okay yeah you might get more action on your boots right yeah. but for guys like us where it's the occasional weekend out maybe you take the kids uh you know hiking or yep, something now yep. that they're getting bigger you're not gonna see a whole ton of, of you know a t- ton of action so you, you buy once cry once right these things are gonna last you a pretty long time yeah my so my um rockies which are my gore-tex boots uh dude i've had those things oh my god man almost nine years it's pretty good for a pair of shoes man yeah and but i i only wear them it's pretty much like during the winter time when i know it's going to be cold and wet 
yeah totally like piss miserable yeah or, or like super snowy or whatever like yeah. th- those are you know i those are they're like special purpose boots mm-hmm. and then my my hot weather boots are they're they're five elevens and they're honestly i fucking hate them oh uh, really? yeah yeah was there, were you wearing those on the trip i was yeah okay. i really don't like them but uncomfortable I've, or just i'm very picky about my boots well honestly footwear is so, one of those things you should be picky about yeah. honestly like i know it's different for everybody like that's probably one of the best things you can be picky about yeah. um because you're on your feet all the time right right so like okay so you like the rockies i was looking at like under armor i actually didn't realize that nike I've nev- made I've boots never, that, dude nike makes some badass boots i, man. I would never have guessed honestly yeah. like uh and i looked and there's they actually have a pretty decent like selection too mm-hmm. i mean yeah. col- colors yes but then also like some are a little bit taller. Some are a little bit more like a like a hiking boot, honey, yep. where it just gets you up like past your ankle. Yeah. Um, which for me, I think you know, I, I like some maybe a little bit taller, but mm-hmm. I also don't want something that's like I don't want no, uh, I don't I don't want my my like ankle to be immobilized. You right, know, I think right, when right. a lot of people think of like your traditional like GI like boot yeah they think of those like mid calf uh, like olive and black boots that like. Are really not like jungle boots yeah, yeah. which is just something different and i mean granted i'm not in the service so right. I, I have the luxury of picking what i like yeah versus yeah. what i'm told this is what you're gonna like you know uh, but again probably gonna spend you know either 150 or 200 bucks mm-hmm. probably start with something a little bit more breathable because we're gonna be doing this course in the summer yeah and then when you get closer to the winter I'll i think pick i, up I think i might pair. treat myself and buy some new boots also <laughs> treat yourself treat yourself <laughs> yeah i mean and it's it's like it's one of those things like originally i used to struggle with this right like i used to struggle with with buying footwear yeah when i was younger and stuff and then by the time i got to like my last year doing band um i actually went out and, like i dropped like 75 or 80 bucks on a pair of asics mm-hmm. which personally my favorite i will never buy another brand of cross trainers as long as i live Asics, they last forever and they're super comfortable for yeah. me. I only ever wore those during rehearsal. Dude, those shoes have lasted me like 12 years. Nice. I mean, they've obviously come down off the pedestal. Now they're my lawn cutting shoes, but like <laughs> right. they're not ripping. They're not pulling apart. Like none of the glues coming undone or anything. Nice. Like, dude, these things last. And I don't yeah. like abuse the shit out of my shoes, but I also am not one of those guys that like, what do you call them, a sneakerhead? Like, I don't. I don't really like, like pamper them and yeah, put them no, back in the no, box. No, I don't like and, waterproof them no, and put them back in the box and wipe them down. No, like, I, I, I pretty much, I, I abuse my footwear, but I always clean it. That, yeah. that, and that's really important. Like if you're going through the mud or whatever, always clean it. Yeah. If, and if check you don't, out what's going just, on with them. Cause yeah, that's like yeah. when I went with Jake and Ryan, I didn't realize, uh, the Merrill's that I had before I bought my Solomon's actually, uh, like where your where your feet flex just like the ball of your foot. Right. Um, I had on my left foot, I had a hole on each side. Oh shit. So we were going around scouting and stuff and I was getting water in. I'm like, oh, well, this shit. is this is really fucking awesome. Like I I love yeah, this. Dude, having waterlogged feet and t- it wasn't fucking too day, bad. It was sucks. I didn't like step my whole foot into a puddle or anything, right. but it was just it was it was raining a little bit that day and where we were at was just off a trail and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. It was a little bit miserable, and I mean, granted, I got ready for that trip in about twenty-five minutes because mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going right. <laughs> until they yeah, were like, "Hey, yeah. you want to go?" But this time, you know, I packed some hiking shoes. I had the proper uh, clothing and stuff, which honestly, the underlayers are probably what saved me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the Under Armour cold gear and stuff, right? Like, I, like the more I get into this, the more I realize that, like, 
you know, your tactical gear, like rifle, pistol, whatever, basically everything short of a goddamn flashlight mm-hmm. really doesn't, I mean, <laughs> matter so much until yeah. you get in, you get in your clothing and stuff. Like it right. can be just as expensive Yeah, and it's definitely more important to your comfort level. Yeah. Like, see, that's, that's one thing I've, I've, uh tried to like gently communicate to dudes who are you know they're really into like the current 2a uh instagram hype right? which is sweet which is I cool man 100 percent support that. yeah because that, that still you know helps the the, the cause of having well, a, and, a strong second and amendment a lot of these guys don't necessarily leave the pavement so to speak right, right? like they don't leave the, the urban environment yeah um Still gets cold here though, which is yeah something I think not enough people think about. Right, but yeah, it's just there's so yeah. What I try to communicate to people is like there there are so many uh, skills that need to be practiced and brushed up on and and you know and just frankly needs to be learned for someone to really consider themselves well rounded or yeah. prepared or whatever you know term you want to put to it well like what better time to do it than right now right with covid and everything like right what oh i can't go out and do anything now's it, the time it feels in the like woods, that right man. yeah it feels like dude you can't I, felt, do anything. I felt free out there i don't know about you yeah dude it, it was great and like we went to the bar for dinner right yep people still wore masks yep that's fine but like yeah out in the woods like yep didn't have to it was amazing to not have to i didn't i don't think short of that dinner yeah. uh i don't think i wore a mask the whole day no not because we're in the and, fucking woods and no well, one's right. around us yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter like he was so liberating yeah, it's liberating man <laughs> it yeah. was awesome I, like, I didn't have my phone on me so i wasn't listening to fucking politics or checking social media social media or that through. um i mean i did post a couple of pictures on the instagram but Past that, it's not like, oh, look at what this thought's doing. Look at, you know, right, Fox right. News, ESPN update, trade, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, it's just being out in the woods, That's, that's man. this week, right? The yeah. NFL draft is Thursday, which I, uh, I'm i going to obsess over until, the it, draft. until it happens. I, <laughs> the draft <laughs> means something totally different now than it used to. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And this really is. It's a time to go out and do it. So if you want to go out and, like, you want to learn the finer points of how to ruck correctly or mm-hmm. do land nav or study for you know your ham radio license or whatever or start a podcast <laughs> whatever yeah, like this yeah. is the time to do it um like take full advantage you know i, I don't i'm sure we both have a couple friends that have done nothing during lockdown short of like smoking some weed and getting drunk and it's like that's really cool that was really cool for like the first month and then i was <laughs> right. like this isn't going away as fast as i thought it would Nope. I need to do something because I'm slowly losing my mind and running out of stand-up comedy to watch on mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this, the, and like, on, and this costs like no money, really. I mean, having good gear to make you comfortable is helpful, but like. Yeah, you, you can definitely <clears throat> spend a lot of money getting into it, but you definitely don't have to. That's the, yeah. And that's so, a lot of the stuff you can have like secondhand at like uh-huh. surplus stores. Like I went mm-hmm. and bought a full set of ACUs for less than $30 and I'm yeah. 6'3 and you like get, 250. Right. You can get you know? a protractor for less than $10. I think I paid nine for mine on Amazon. Uh-huh. Don't skip on the compass. Lesson yeah. learned. Yeah. <laughs> Lesson yeah, learned. Get, get a good compass and then ask for a map. Yeah. If you're looking if for. If you know what you're doing, you can get a map for virtually free. Uh, if you're looking for a good brand as compass, I Sunto S U U N T O. Yeah, that's my go-to man. That's I th- like honestly. I ordered when we were coming home. I got on Amazon and I ordered the one that you had. On, yeah, like driving yeah. home on Sunday. Yeah, Sunto is awesome. <clears throat> uh, what I used in the service was the like that GI issued Lensatic compass. Yeah, 
That one's just like nostalgic. Um, is it as good? No, I, I think the Sunto is better. Um, like but, all things on the civilian market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, dude, free, free market capitalism, man. Pretty much everything this is going to be better. This kills people are like, oh, that's military grade. Military grade shit blows dead. It just means it's not going to break <laughs> easy. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's not that good. Like, yeah, you can throw it against the wall. That's cool. Yeah, but it's, that's I had my friend Corey on a couple episodes ago, and and she was talking about you know military grade weapons. I'm like, well. Military grade weapon does not mean that it's more deadly than the next thing. It just no. means that you can drop it off a building and it's still going to work. That's really yeah. all that means. That means the government doesn't want to spend money more than it has to. Yeah, kind of like the rest of us, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's pretty affordable. Get into the compass is not. That's probably honestly, if you were looking to jump into this tomorrow, it's probably the most expensive piece of equipment. Compass, um, yeah, and then. Yeah. Uh, the headlamp came in really valuable when we were leaving uh, in Dude, the morning. I'm still have to look I, I've, at I've been trying to preach the merits of I a know. good headlamp dude, for you, such a long you time. Ra- like, well, I gave you a really hard time about that because you're like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I just, I just rock this headlight. Thanks, and that way sweet. I don't have to like wake anybody up when I'm getting ready in the morning. I was like, yeah, you get your hands free. Like, dude, you're such a fucking dad, <laughs> man. But it was nice because like you can turn the red light on. Yeah, um, and you're not blinding yourself or losing your night vision when you have the red light on. Yeah, and th- I mean, we were out for probably almost a good 45 minutes before the sun started coming up, Yeah, you know? Uh, and that was actually kind of freaky because it was like coyotes howling and birds are all waking up, making all sorts of like mm-hmm. fucking noise. And it was still dark out. I'm like, yeah, dude, this is how horror movies, like yeah. this is the climax of a horror movie right here. Yeah. We're just waiting for whatever's going to come out. That's the best part about doing um, uh, nighttime land nav. You say best. Like- I kind of feel like you mean the other <laughs> thing. Because that sounds like, you, scary you, as shit. The, the woods are so goddamn loud at night. Oh, really? Oh, Dude, yeah, it's really fucking loud. How about the swamp? Yeah, it's scary. It's, <laughs> it, it, like, even if like you don't believe in you don't believe in God, you start praying. Yeah, You're like, oh man, I really, really pray those well, coyotes like, so aren't it, near yeah, me. Yeah, if we weren't like if we were in the swamp, like where we were at, it wouldn't have been that bad. But I mean, no. Now down if you were down in Florida, that's a different kind Dude, of swamp. Yeah, with yeah, a different set of. Oh uh, f- no, for real, man. Like when I was um, when I was going through the uh, the pipeline for for Tacby, so the pipeline is like your you know. Your, your training school yeah. right uh we, we were doing nighttime land navs in the swamps of florida and that shit gets <laughs> real fucking scary real fast when it's like two in the morning you're walking through the swamp it's pitch black out you know the the water level is like up to your fucking chest yeah and you're just hearing all kinds of things you feel things brush against you and you're just like dude you have no idea what it is yeah like I don't, so, i'm not even gonna fucking turn on my light i'm, pretty I'm just sure, gonna walk straight i'm pretty sure i'd read in one of the one of these books that i was mo- working through like that it's like going through like uh buds right for seals and everything yeah. that no seals actually been injured by a shark even though there's definitely sharks in the water right um is that a thing with you guys too? Like oh, anybody yeah. ever get bit by something they shouldn't have or like attacked? So, <laughs> so I knew someone who was chased by a wild hog. But okay, I guess it could be worse. Yeah, it's still probably not fun. I mean, no, no, those things are fucking. They're aggressive. Aggressive. Sure they have those tusks um, and stuff. But other than that, yeah, like no one's ever been bit by a snake or like an alligator or or anything really. But but. In your mind, you're so fucking paranoid. Afraid of, like, the what if. Yeah, because, like, you, you hear the, the packs of coyotes, and you like you swear they're, like, 20 feet to your left, you know, just loud they're right shit. There. I know they're right there. Right, and, yeah, just. So yeah, what, what is, loud, like, man. what's the protocol or something like that? Like, you shoot them? 
No. No. No, you just, just walk straight. Just no, but I mean, like, like, if you were to get attacked, like, I mean... I mean, obviously, like, it, is if, that, well, if you I don't know what forced, rules you guys have and stuff, but... If you are forced to defend yourself, I mean, defend yourself. Sure. Um, but... Well, it's just so funny, because talking with Ryan and stuff, like, uh, talking about, like, bobcats and bears and stuff up, right. you know, northern Michigan, where all that stuff is, because uh, down here in suburbia, obviously, we don't yeah. have to deal with it, but um, you have to, like, prove because poaching on some of these animals is such an issue it's like you have to basically prove your innocence like hey right. coming at me and it's like yeah in some of these instances you have to work pretty hard to prove right self-defense <laughs> i'm like well that's pretty fucked you know like yeah think- in in the pipeline you're just you're more worried about not failing okay so like so you're you're so you know you're so worried about failing your objective that that is really at like the the forefront of your mind you know, you're, yeah. you're still paranoid as shit, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but if I fail, I'm going to get washed back to day one and I have to do this shit all fucking over again. Yeah. How so, many times did you ever go through that? Yeah, dude. Like I got washed back like three times. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Were there parts then when you got washed back, you're like, okay, like this week I know doesn't suck that bad. I can get through that again. Like, oh yeah. No. So, um, I can't remember. Like maybe it's like, um, you it's like a month and a half to two months until you get to field week mm-hmm. and then if you pass field week you got like one month left until you know you're, you graduate that phase or whatever oh, okay. um so but if you fail field week and you get washed back your ass goes all the way back to day one now you have to do those month and a half to two months all over again so was that like super difficult or was it more it's annoying the shitty second no, no okay. it's, it's it's always shitty okay yeah. yeah, I know certain pipelines are more difficult than others. I don't really know. I know there's a lot involved. Right. Some of it you can't talk about. But yeah, I know like um, just reading books and hearing some of the guys talk about it on other podcasts, like there were certain parts of buds that weren't awful um, that it's like if you had to repeat that week or something, it wasn't as, as big. Yeah, as yeah, deal. yeah. There, there were certain weeks that, that weren't that bad. Yeah. So, for example, like um, some weeks it was like learning radio theory. And is that like a classroom? Setting? Yeah, yeah, and and most like most of the day, you're just you're in class learning about radios and radio. Okay, theory. so like physically not so, that. So not physically, demanding. it's not that bad. Like you may have, um, you know, some pretty, pretty bad smoke sessions, like like PT sessions, mm-hmm. or workout sessions, whatever you want to call it, in, in in the morning time. Yeah, but then like the rest of the day, like so, you're, wait, you're in so class. So you went through all of that then. Like yeah. your, your job as a tac P, you did you carry a radio all the goddamn time. Dude, you could probably just pass your ham license right now. Maybe it's only know. thirty-five. I, I, I haven't done it in a while, but maybe. Dude, there's a free there's free practice exams online. I'm gonna send you the <laughs> link. I'm gonna be pissed if you pass this thing with like no work at all. You're like, yeah, dude, that's standard. That's that's standard. How did you how did you <laughs> how, not, how know did you not know that? <laughs> dude, it gets some. Well, and it's weird because the book that I accidentally bought is like up to 2018 on the question. Accidentally bought. I well, my wife ordered it for me, okay. but it. It was the edition that had questions that were good. They changed the questions every like four years, okay. or they they reevaluate. They don't really change. Right, but right. The one I bought was from like 2014 to 2018, yeah. And so the 2018 to current. Oh. So the concepts and everything haven't changed, right? Radio right. communication really hasn't changed. But um, like I took the two uh, my two most recent exams. I got like a 54 and a 63, mm. and you need a 74 to pass. Mm. So. Percentage wise, like I'm at least trending upward, yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. you know, and I'm only about halfway through the book. Mm-hmm. So, um, like what it was like when I was taking my investment licensing <laughs> tests mm. would be work through the book and then 
take a bunch of notes and stuff. And once I got through all that, when I was taking like here and there, I would do online tests. And then once right. I got through the book, then it was like, I'd come home every night, at least two practice exams. But those weren't 35 questions. Those were like 150. Eesh. Yeah. When that shit takes you like an hour and 20 minutes to get through, you're like, great. Yeah. That's all I'm doing tonight. And the last one I passed uh, was when we were like getting ready to buy our house and everything. Mm. So that's why I settled with the house that I have, which I do like my home. But it's a nice house. It, there's thank you, but there was certain things I was like, you know, I probably should have gotten a finished basement instead of having to go through this and do it myself. Mm. You know, at the time I was like, I don't even care, J- just do it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, dude, it's a nice house, man. But I, like, I freak out about just standardized testing, and I so that's probably what I'll do. I'll finish the book. I'll take like a hundred practice tests, right, and then pay my 15 bucks and hopefully just like i did with all those i, I passed them the first time mm-hmm. thank god but uh yeah i'm sure you'll be fine i really i do i want to i want to get into the the communications bit of it i know you can do a lot of crazy stuff right I was sitting here today i probably i don't want to get that deep into it who knows how that'll actually turn out but i feel right. like it's probably like one of those most applicable uh you know like skill sets and stuff you know yeah i mean communication is big um of course my uh, my thing with having a, you know, doing ham radio is you got to have people to talk with also. There's a huge so. community for it, apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh. you can, like, with modern radio technology and if you know how to, you know, work an antenna and everything, whatever, mm-hmm. you can you can get a couple hundred miles range. Right. You and know, like HF fairly, fairly yeah. easily and stuff. Yeah, VHF, UHF, however you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's tons of people out there. Everyone gets their own dedicated call sign, which is not anything cool. You're not going to be like, oh, this is Razor, you know, or <laughs> or Slim. You know, it's like your last name and then like a combination of letters and numbers or something. You can pay for a vanity a vanity call sign. I'm probably not I, I going to. Dude. Yeah, no. Um, you nor, just have to identify yourself. I speak with someone who pays for a vanity call sign. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... What would you make your call sign like? Yeah, this is foot long. Like, yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> you know, like I just just think it like stupid. It's just like vanity license plates. Like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't it, care. It's enough a call to do sign, and like as long as long as you just have to like... identify yourself when you start the conversation, and that's pretty yeah. much it. And you know, so it doesn't really make much sense to me to to go through all that, but. Yeah, depending on how this test goes, maybe I'll go up and do like Speaking the... of license plates, on the way here, I saw a license plate that said, um, was like, Cuck 078 or something. The hell? I'm like, dude, why? Yeah, I think I would actually <laughs> ask to have mine changed if that was yeah. just the random unfortunate set of numbers that right. like... Well, I was, uh, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, it's, it was probably just a random... Just random, random unlucky random bastard. unlucky bastard. Mm. Like, that's pretty goddamn unlucky. Or like, when I was younger and i used to you know work on my car a lot and i drove like a super lowered honda civic yeah i, I had a friend who whose whole license plate was a combination of zero o d and the number eight or eight and the number b or the number eight and the letter b mm-hmm. because then it's harder for police to read it when you get pulled um, over or whatever, something just- I, I just i never saw the the um the value and shit like that. Some people think it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, like, whatever, yeah. Man. You still paid your extra forty-five yeah, bucks for that. I mean, guess like, their money. You might as well just taking the first ticket, dude. Like, right? Or just don't drive like an idiot. Well, yeah. Yeah, it may surprise you to hear, but guys that spend time and money souping up their cars 
tend to like to do stupid shit with them. You know, like yep. in addition to lowering them so you can't fit a pack of cigarettes underneath it. I definitely did that with one of my Honda Civics. It was like really awesome until I had a really decent snowfall and I driving from like my, you know, where my parents live right? Uh, to my job that was literally at the end of our subdivision. So maybe 200 yards. I ripped yeah. the front bumper off. Ooh. I had like call my dad who was home that day. I'm like, hey, can you get in the truck and like go drive down the other street? <laughs> my bumper's laying in the middle of the road. <clears throat> if you could just grab that for me, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, but, God. So um, that's all we got for you guys. Uh, hopefully, this has been insightful. Um, you know, there's a lot to land navigation. Uh, we're going to definitely continue to do it. Uh, like I said, hopefully this class comes through and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be able to to share this experience with other people and and share knowledge and and if nothing else, uh, at least it gets more people out hiking, you know, or out hunting. Yeah, get out um, in the woods, you know, and and thinking about this kind of thing, buying a compass, buying some flashlights, having some warm clothing, or hey, hell, at the very least, some decent boots because I feel like everybody mm-hmm. should have some. Yep. So. Uh, Until next time, you guys, uh, train hard, train smart, and uh, as always, be prepared. Mm